0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: This story
0: is the reason
1: I follow Jesus.
0: Mindful of how radical it sounds, for me, this is the story that makes me say, Jesus, you are my Lord and my God, my Savior, and I will follow you to the ends of the earth. The man was on death row. This was his last meal. I wonder if he labored over his final words to his friends. I wonder if he was in the Garden of Gethsemane the nights and weeks before Praying about what he would say at table with his friends. Each farewell pregnant with consolation, significance, kindness. I wonder how this meal tasted of freedom. I can almost smell the bread and taste the bitter herbs and hold the earthen plates in time worn hands. And I can see all 13 of us gathered at the dimly lit table in the upper room, including Judas. I can feel our feet tired, dusty, and cracked, and bleeding. Our feet are weary from three years of traveling behind this man, walking, following him. And we notice deep in our bellies our own fear, And, of course, the whole scene is bizarre. It it defies cognition. We are frightened by the mob mentality, by the murderous mob we know is coming, and rightly so. Remember, 120 hours ago, this man rode in on a donkey's colt to shouts of loud hosanna. Caesar, Pilate, they would have ridden in on a warrior stallion huge, strong, with a battalion behind them. But not Jesus. He rides in on the colt, on the foal of a donkey. Palm branches were waving. We were there. And cloaks were covering the streets to keep our feet clean. For a Messiah in King David's lineage, the crowd expected the stallions of Caesar and Pilate, swords, an army, and a military parade. But God's holy fool... Here jousts our expectations with humility. And last Sunday Christ rode not to the Colosseum with the rally for a rally with his base, but to the temple, and then to Bethany, that house of sorrow. And so tonight we meet Jesus at supper waiting for him to make sense of all that has been and all that is about to be. And I wonder if, the, if we are hanging on his every word the way we would if we knew this were our last supper with a friend about to die. Maybe he'll take a victory lap or put on fancy robes or wear a crown of gold. Maybe he'll pierce Pilate with revolutionary tales or, beha- or perhaps become the warrior king so many expected. But no. He could have worn a crown. He could have carried a sword. But at supper with his friends, he took a towel. He removed his outer garments and wrapped the towel around himself. And he knelt before his friends in this incredible act of humility. And he held their tired, dusty, cracked, following feet. And he washed them between the toes. And he dried them on the ankles. Even the servants, even the lowest of the servants who would have been charged with washing people's feet, even they would have left water and a towel, and and, and you would wash your own feet. But Christ Jesus washed their feet, and he dried them with the towel around his waist. And they were perplexed, John tells us. After he had washed their feet, he put back on his robe, and he returned to the table, and he said, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, then you ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example, that you might do the same to others. And then this mandate, which gives Maundy Thursday its name, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, people will know. By this, the world will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And could you imagine a better summary of what it means to follow Jesus? Yet yeah, we, like Peter, are afraid to let God all the way in. There is shame we are trying to hide, even from God. Not my feet. I'm not. I'm not ready for that. That's too close. That's too personal. There are secrets even God can't handle, right? I used to play for an Alcoholics Anonymous recover Eucharist in Connecticut. And it was the most honest church I ever have been part of. It's where I saw forgiveness act like salve on a hot burn, where grace was water for the thirsty. And of course, AA holds people accountable, but we also named our brokenness and unlocked our secrets. We shone light on the darkest corners of our lives. And I remember looking up from the piano to witness grown men and women in tears as we all acknowledged our brokenness and our deep need for Christ's forgiveness. And so in these moments, God's grace was no abstract concept. It was rather as real as bread on the tongue, sweaty palms held in prayer, the rough wood of the cross which people touched as they walked by, gritty piano keys under the fingers, And I remember distinctly a husband and wife who walked to the communion rail together. He was shaking, and she was holding his withered hands. Together, those hands had held so many handles of whiskey. They had seen the dark night of addiction. And those same hands had confessed sin, brokenness, and pain to God, had asked for God's help, had received new life, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I know from this man's story that he was finding new life. But he wasn't yet reconciled to the person he had hurt the most. He wore a thin red Sox t-shirt and a dirty cap, and as they knelt for communion, he took off his cap and Right there at the altar rail, he apologized to his wife for the pain he had caused her, for the slowness with which he had turned his life. And he broke down in sobs in front of the whole church. And nobody minded. It was like the most honest church. It was We were right there with them. And she put a calm hand on his shaking shoulder, and she said, I forgive you. I love you. And together they had communion. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for thee, preserve thy body and thy soul into everlasting life. Take and eat this in remembrance that Christ died for thee, and feed on him in thy heart by faith with thanksgiving. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed for thee, preserve thy body and soul into everlasting life. Drink this in remembrance that Christ's blood was shed for thee, And be thankful. And so tonight, this night, having washed each other as Jesus did, I have something to say to you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you so much that God sent Jesus. And this grace is for you. And it's for me too. Every single one of us, ourselves, our souls, and our bodies, there is nothing we cannot bring to God. There are no secrets God cannot handle. There are no parts of ourselves that we cannot bring. This grace is for you. This table is for you. So come. Grace will meet us here,
1: and grace will lead us home. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound That saved a wretch like me Once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have. hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will be.